Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. I am your host, Ryan Roxy. What is happening, everybody? Um, come on, file on in to the live chat. If you are listening to us on uh, one of the later broadcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you so much for doing that. But you know where we want you? We want you in the YouTube official channel, which is Ryan Roxy Official, and we want you to hit that like or subscribe button right now that Vic, our illustrious producer, is putting up there. Hit that like or subscribe button right now, even if you're watching it on delay, because it does help with the algorithm. And someday, folks, someday, folks, we're going to be right up there with Rogan and everybody else. All right. Don't don't quote me on it, but I want to be the rock and roll Rogan. How about that? So let's dive in. How's your week been? What's happened? Two weeks been. It's been two weeks since we uh, uh, were last on. We had Robot Monster, a uh, great guest that we had on last time. Go check it out if you haven't listened to that podcast. But this one, folks, this one is a good one. I've been wanting to do this one for a long, long time. And uh, let's dive in. How are you? One word I used to describe an official in the trenches guest is a survivor. Well, today's guest is more than just a survivor of rock and roll. He's a legitimate Hollywood movie script when it comes to surviving the twist and the turns that life has thrown him. And here's the good news. It has a happy ending. Nope, not that type of happy ending, folks. But here to talk about all the ups and downs from penthouse to pavement, and that's why it's a good thing he ended up being on the row, would you please welcome into the trenches the new lead singer of that band, Skid Row, Eric Groinwall. Hey, Eric. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me. How you doing, man? Did I say it okay? Groin? Groinwall? Groinwall. <laughs> Groinwall. It doesn't right. matter. How you doing, man? It does matter, man, because how many years have, have I been called Brian? Brian Broxy. Oh, really? Brian Broxy? And I, I try to get the pronunciation of all the guests right, but I guess right out of the gate, because you are from uh, the North Pole uh, of Stockholm, exactly, Sweden. Yeah. And, uh, it's Knista. Knista. Knista, yeah. It's actually Knife Town. If you translate it to English, it's Knife Town. <laughs> Knivis Knife and Sta Stad City. Night, we and, and your name is Eric, which is traditionally where I come from, spelled with a C. But now, you know, more and more new age parents in the States are, are adding K's. But you guys have been doing that here in Sweden forever and ever. So yeah. do people ever go Eric or do how do, how do people pronounce that? Eric. 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 Yeah, Eric. And, and Grönvall is actually how you pronounce my last name if you want to be really Swedish. But that's the way I started. Grönvall. That's what I kind of, yeah, kind of well, said. I, yeah, you sounded a bit German, though, but it's, it's almost there. I'm a tiny bit German. There oh, you is. are? Okay. Yeah, well, I, I am. I am. Like way back in the history, I guess. So we, yeah, we, yeah, we okay. talked about that. Um, new lead singer of Skid Row. I've been wanting to have you on for a while because uh, it seems as though, and somebody talked to me yesterday and told, mentioned this to me, you have the Midas touch when you join a band. Everything seems to like turn to gold when you join bands and you've been in a lot of other bands, which we're going to talk about. Mostly we're going to focus on Skid Row, of course, but for many of you that have not um, read about Eric or, or seen a video just yet or seen any interview, uh, this is going to be sort of a good way to your introduction to Eric Grunval. And I, and I was saying groin wall because, because we yeah. said groin hit yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah. Groin yeah, hit the ball. All good. All good. <laughs> 
<laughs> the first thing we do, though, on the show is we go back to get forward, and that's where we began our show. How about that? So there you go. Born in Knife Town. What was it like yeah. growing up in Knife Town? <laughs> Can <you> st- <laughs> it's badass, what? right? It's, it sounds more badass than it is. It's a very safe, small town. Is that where you are uh, based out of now? Are you uh, around the Stockholm area now? I, I still live here. I, I used to live in Stockholm. I lived in Stockholm for like 10 years, but then I moved back um, with my family. We like the countryside, so right. it, it's great. I live, yeah, I live in the countryside and it's, you know, it's great to have that balance when you're out touring and you get back and you got like two neighbors and no one is bothering you and it's great. <laughs> You like that isolation. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, got well, to like the isolation growing up in Sweden because um, I've been here for a while now. But uh, do you ever get used to the darkness and the coldness? Not the band. Yeah. And not you know the, what? Uh, I, I, I real the more I travel, the more I realize how Swedish I am. And you know, right now it's starting to get cold here. And I'm like, oh, this is so cozy. I love this. This uh, <laughs> I love the fall and I love when it gets cold and dark. And so everybody I'm, can I'm, have a fika. And yeah, no, that's exactly. not a dirty word. It's not a no. dirty word. Anybody out there listening, a fika is actually like a, a hot drink and some sort of sweet roll or something like that, right? Exactly. Exactly. See? We have a lot of fika here. It's not only <laughs> entertaining. It's not only entertaining in the trenches, folks. It's also educational. So growing up, Kanista, um, and you find yourself there right now, this studio that uh, you're in right now uh, has a little bit of history because... Apparently, you were recording some vocals on a very, very uh, recent album, right? Is that the place yeah. where you recorded all the Skid Row vocals? Well, I recorded eight songs on the in the studio here in my studio at my house, and it's so it's this is actually a very funny story. So when I was asked to join the band, and the guy sent me the the new songs for the album, Rachel asked me uh, if I could record my own vocals in my studio because because we had a deadline and uh, I couldn't really travel because I was still recovering from from my illness. And I told him, yeah, sure. Um, just send me the songs and I'll record it. Uh, what I didn't tell him was that I, I, I have never recorded myself before. So this was the first time that I tracked my own vocals. I did a lot of YouTubing, but I, it's, it's like I, I think Richard Branson once said that if you if there's something you want to do and you don't really know how to do it, just say yes and figure it out later. And that's what exactly. I did. Screw and it. Screw it. Let's do it. Screw it. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. And and when I when I first met Rachel, I told him that just so you know, I have never recorded myself before. And he was like, I'm so fucking glad you didn't tell me that when, you know, before I we started, because it was he, he would have been stressed out. But this is where I recorded eight of the songs for the Skid Row album. We did two in Vegas uh, when we did our shows there with Scorpions. And yeah, we got some history back here. This is when I did We Will Rock You in high school. Uh, so that's actually me jumping uh, <laughs> when I was 18. So we did that as a musical, as a high school project. This is a Grammy You look award. like you're a witness protection agency right now because you got a black uh, windscreen in front of you. Are you okay? <laughs> you look like you're oh, in oh, Ghost yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just thought you were the lead singer of Ghost. There, we go. there he is. Uh, that's me and Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne. Love it. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's my, talk my about a couple of those wall. early things. Let's talk about you growing up. And uh, because one of the cool things that uh, I knew about you from an early age, and you can see right there. Where did you find that shot- picture? Wow. <laughs> this Vic, our producer, finds a lot of different uh, photos 
everywhere on the internet. He's he trolls the internet. Go back to that photo fic. I just want to show everybody on the left hand side of your screen right there. You see, yes, folks, that is an idol logo because our hero uh, today, Eric Grunball, is uh, not only the lead singer of Skid Row, he's al also a former contestant on Swedish Idol number 22938. Now, where was there stuff that was going on that led up to that? And what was the song that you used to audition for that? Yeah. Okay. So, so that first year, that, that last picture was actually, so I auditioned twice and that was the first year that I auditioned and I got kicked out early uh, because, but that was the second time. And that's when I won the, the competition. Well, and there you are three, th of course, because you're number three, six, seven, three, of course, that's exactly. a lucky number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. So, so that's, and, and I, I auditioned with 18 of life, uh, the Skid Row song, 18 of life. So, uh, and that's, that's why it's so, that is I epic. still try to, I know, I mean, it's still, I still try to process everything and it's just like, it's, it's so weird. It's like, like you said, it's like a movie script because it's so full circle. I auditioned with that song. It's been, it was pretty much the start of my career. Uh, because around 2009, people, yeah, I, yeah, around 2009, and people have been requesting that song. I've been playing that song when I've been doing my solo shows, and and yeah, 13 years later, I'm I'm the the singer of the band. So, so it's, th it's that was the one of the things that we have is a little thing uh, called never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And we do a fact or fiction. And one of the questions was, was the audition song for Swedish Idol a Skid Row song? And you just answered, sir. Yes, it was 18 in life. That is a fact. There you that go. That is a folks. fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are not Absolutely. watching any of these amazing graphics that our producer and production team, is I love it. Up, you are only listening to us on audio. You've got to get on the YouTube official channel. Uh, that's Ryan Roxy official right now. And uh, be part of the live chat because we've got a great showing over there. Hello, everybody in the live chat. What are y'all doing? Uh, there will be comments coming up all show long. But um, right out of the gate, you were you know, won the idol competition. And then I think just a couple days later, because I was living here at that time, I remember seeing you and, uh, you know, Afton Bladet and, and all the, all the news, the not the local, the national newspapers. And um, you put an album out right away. And it was, that is kind of a fairy tale type of thing. It shot straight to the top. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, coming from a television show, I guess that's, I mean, it's, Here's the thing about television shows. So <laughs> let me uh, tell you about television. <laughs> the thing is that what I notice, it, it's a great platform uh, to get a name for yourself. And it, it did a lot of good, good things for me in my career. Uh, but what you realize shortly after is that it's a television show. And once the cameras are off, that's when you have to start building your career. Uh, and the television show is not the music industry. Um, so what I noticed was that I had a lot of people coming to the shows. A lot of people listened to the music, but they were listening to the music because I was famous from television, not because I was a great artist or because I didn't put, I, I hadn't put out any uh, music at all at the time. It was just covers that I did during the show. So when a new year, uh, a new idol uh, winner uh, started uh, or a new idol season started, sorry, uh, that's when I realized that I was fading away more and more and more and more. Uh, so, so it's, it's, 
Idol and television shows are great, but you have to be able to, um, you have to start building your career after the show. And capitalize on it and actually build the relationships, which it seems like you actually did a really great job of. One of the relationships that you met, um, even before Idol, we were talking um, before the show and podcast is a mutual friend that we had, Johan Becker. Yeah. And you were saying that, uh, you know, you were, I think you said you were managing a karaoke night or something like that what the hell is what were you doing this was and this was even before idol and skid row was even a part of your sort of ethos back then yeah so so when i was trying to make it in the music industry i started working as a karaoke host because i just wanted to do music i wanted to sing uh so i spent a lot of nights just singing different rock songs and practicing rehearsing entertaining people and I, I did a lot of Skid Row, uh, the Skid Row songs they had available in karaoke. Uh, and I was singing one night at a place in Stockholm and our friend Joan Becker was there and he came up to me. This was before Idol. He came up to me and it was like, that was so good. Uh, and, and we just stayed connected. Yeah. And he was kind of, yeah. And he was he a was, great singer by him on his own right as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, he, great songwriter. He, he, he's had a... a ton of songs he has his own band out uh a bucket of phosphor which you should definitely check out if you like the heavy yep. shit definitely go check it out listeners bucket of phosphor uh good johan becker plug plus he sings in a band a classic swedish band called secret service now and i think he's at uh one of the becca schwan scan things on a flight there as we speak because he plays all yeah. the stands where it is you know like in, in sweden if you have a gig you play all the uh shoppings Lean yeah, shopping, yeah, exactly. shopping. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Lead shopping, lean shopping, no shopping, soda shopping. <laughs> he plays all the Eastern Bloc stands, Kazakhstan, yeah. uh, you know, stand, all these Exactly, places. yeah. So anyhow, uh, the two of us uh, have this mutual friend, Joan. We, we meet years ago at this, uh, another friend's restaurant, Magdalena. And uh, don't look for it. It's not there anymore, folks. But it, right in Carla Plan. I know I'm doing a lot of geography in, in central uh, Ostermalm, <laughs> yeah. Stockholm, folks. So if you yeah. want to come here, now's the time to visit. Um, get out of here. There dude. it is. Really? Yeah. Is that the place? No, it's not. It's good. No. Good, good job, um, though, Vic. It's yeah. a good try. We could, we, you know what? We could be all Hollywood and say, yes, it is. That's yeah. a great job. Um, but no, we met, we got on, and then stuff just sort of took off for you. I mean, you had that album out in 2009, your self-titled debut. Then you put out a, another album called Somewhere Between a Rock and a Hard Place. And then you're moving along. You join a band that had a lot, a lot of traction already. But mm -hmm. then with that Eric Grunwald sort of Midas touch, you turned it to gold and you joined a band called Heat. Now, yeah, I did. How did that I, well, come about? And were you friends with them before? Or how did this whole gig come around? No, I didn't know the guys from before. Uh, they uh, watched me perform during the Idol shows when I when I did that every Friday. And and they were parting ways with their singers. So they asked me if I wanted to become become the singer. But I had my own solo career at the time. And I wasn't really sure. I, I had a great manager and and he actually nudged me in the right direction because he told me he basically told me that just so you know you got a couple of more albums with this label that you're on now but you know i i think this is the better strategic move for you because you will eventually 
not have a solo career left. Uh, that, that he, he said that in a very diplomatic and political correct way. Um, and and uh, also one thing that he was managing Europe at the time. So and he I know that Joey Tempest basically told him he should definitely join Heat. And I was like, okay, if Joey Tempest says it's okay, then I'm going to do it. So, uh, and it was Which is really crazy because it's like Joey Tempest is sort of the Bon Jovi, and he was like a little bit of a skid row in that sort of sense. And he gave you the blessing. Did did Joey Tempest take all your publishing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he did. No, uh, but he actually wrote a song for the first album called "Take Me On," my solo album, and that's that's one of the songs that I still really really like um love the guys so, in yeah Europe. how yeah. do you feel about that because you, you're you've <clears throat> been in lots of swedish bands now at this point and now you're in an international band skid row um the rapport amongst swedish bands not even different styles it doesn't really matter it seems to be like there's a certain rapport that and respect that bands have for each other here in sweden am i wrong or am i just being american no i no. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many. It feels like we have a certain kind of heritage here. So we're very we're very proud of of all the bands coming from here. And you know, it's like it's a very small country, and we try to stay. Uh, it's good. We we have a good connection, and and we're all friends and having a good time. And I think we're pretty proud of each other when we're achieving good things. Um, and um, you know, I I. Joining Heat for me was actually um, that was I think that was the best thing I could have done at the time. Uh, it was a great platform for me to grow uh, and to develop as a singer and as a frontman. And the yeah, it, it's it's been such a great journey. I was there for ten years uh, yeah, as a wow. singer. Yeah. So now, it's been, yeah, that that was the thing. It got you out of touring just sweden because then you went international you went uh you know did you go to this did you tour the states with heat as well or did you just, just a do couple your... of shows uh okay. we did two or three shows in the states but mostly europe uh yeah. spain and germany was really good uk has always been great italy france, well, yeah europe i remember seeing youtube clips of just crowds going nuts over heat and and, and over the course of that is there's uh address the nation 2012 tearing down the walls in 2014 and all these are albums that you can go check out now spotify or youtube um but make sure and come back to the podcast of course into the great unknown in 2017 and there is something that says heat 2 2020 is that do you have involvement in that as well yeah yeah that, that was the last album i did uh, before I decided to to leave the band. Okay, because that sort of segues a couple of years before that, where I'm going in sort of a chronological order, folks. I try to have a little bit of sort of... Yeah, I'm jumping chaos. ahead. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. No, I'm, I'm trying to go, go to, uh, to be a, a little bit uh, organized today. And I think uh, because last my <laughs> my last couple of shows been complete fucking chaos i go all over the script and my and i see vic pulling out his hair in the backstage <laughs> and stuff like that but everybody backstage seems nice and calm thank you very much yeah, we have yeah, some nice cool. calm people down backstage listening but what happened a couple years earlier that crosses my world is in 2018 you had a chance to work with my boss and again television comes around yeah. and this is big tv this is nbc's jesus christ superstar 
and you portrayed uh, the probably least known apostle of them all, but you yes. made the role shine. You were Simon, or as they'd say in Sweden, Simon. Simon, yeah, Simon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was so weird because uh, I got an email from the, the, the agency uh, and uh, they were sending me emails like audition now we need Eric we want Eric Rommel to audition for Simon or something like that Jesus Christ Superstar Lyman I don't I don't really remember what it said but I thought it was spam because it was written in a weird way uh, but they're probably a real like big someone agency. from like the Philippines <laughs> yeah yeah exactly Did they like, ask you for an account number <laughs> exactly it's transfer you, you got a chance to win a million dollars just send me your account number and you know uh, that kind of thing so, uh, and I, I sent it to my manager and I was like, this is, because it was probably a really big agency and just, I'm ignorant because I'm from Sweden, but it's really big in the States. Um, so I just told him, I think this is spam. But then they sent the same email to my agent, to my manager, um, and they looked into it and it was this opportunity. So I deleted the first email. So I almost threw that opportunity away. Um, to be on national television all across the stage during the holiday season, folks. And I there's, know. There's some good shots of the live performance of it. Um, did you ever watch it after it was done? Did you, or, or is, are you one of those guys that kind of like, oh, there you are with John Legend. That's a very cool yeah. shot as well. Yeah, I um, watched it. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I'm, I'm very happy with the performance and how it turned out. Uh, and it was such a good time. So I, I auditioned here in, in Knivsta. I sent them the video and they, yeah, they liked it. So I was living a month in, in New York, just rehearsing and trying the Broadway stuff, you know? And, uh, and that was later actually nominated for a, for a Grammy. So that was, that was pretty cool. So I attended so you the got, Grammy did Awards. you get to go, you got to go to the Grammy Awards for that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, that, that's me and my wife. Yeah. So we were at the Grammy Awards in 2019, and that was pretty awesome. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't win, but it was it was a, it was cool to see hey, that whole show. It's a thrill to be nominated, as yeah, they exactly. say, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know yeah. who else really, really respected and enjoyed your performance and thought you kicked ass? Mr. Alice Cooper, because he told oh, really? it to me on. Yep, he would tell it to me uh, when he'd come back from the rehearsals and when he was done with the with with doing the show. He goes, you know that 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 kid from Sweden. He was great. He did a really great job, and he was really sincere about it. Um, well, he was well. He was beating my ass in cards. I don't know if it was a ploy to sort of you know take me off my card game, but no, he he gave you a lot of good uh, good nice words and uh, nice compliments. So you That's got cool, you man. got uh, you got Alice Cooper in your corner, which That's means so cool. uh, you know as we sort of sort of go into the future, maybe there's a. Uh, Got to try and make the things happen, but a Skid Row Alice Cooper tour, maybe somewhere awesome. down the road. Yeah, I think. I mean, Ra so Rachel cool. and I, Rachel Bowen, uh, amazing guy, uh, great bass player, uh, great songwriter. Uh, you know, I, I would say co founder of uh, Skid Row, one of the founder mem founding members from Snake. Yeah. Um, they uh, just spoke to him. He's been on the podcast. Uh, you know, great interview. Go back and check that out, folks. If you want to go check out a really nice podcast, uh, sort of rewind. That's Rachel Bowen on In the Trenches podcast. But there the three of you guys are, uh, you, Rachel, and Snake, uh, singing some background vocals. I'll bet you the words that came out of your mouth were tear it down after that uh, photo was taken. 
Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so that that's actually when we were in Vegas recording the, the two songs we did in Vegas for, for this new album. Um, well, cool. But there's something yeah. that happens before Skid Row, and I'm and I know I'm moving fast, but I still keep keeping it in chronological order because you're the boss, man. Dude, this is still before 2022, and I know people want to know more about Eric, and we're going to get to all your social media uh, platform links and all that stuff in just a little bit, but you are here right now with us in the trenches, Eric Grunewald, our uh, esteemed guest, uh, singer of Skid Row, but before Skid Row, just a year, maybe even the same year, uh, you're also starting a project with Jonah T, and you call it New Horizon. Yeah. And and how did that come about? And, uh, you know, and when did the uh, is there an album in the works or did it come out or tell us about this project, New Horizon as well? Yeah. OK, so that was after I left Heat and Jonah T is one of my best friends and he's the keyboard player of Heat. And he's also an amazing producer and songwriter. Just incredible. Um, and we really enjoy working together. So when I left Heat, we kind of felt like we need to do something together. Uh, so he had a project because he loves power metal. And uh, it was kind of like his dream to release a power metal album. So he had, a, he had a side project called New Horizon. And the idea was to have several singers on that album. Um, and I was supposed to do two songs. But once we started recording, we were like, this is way too much fun. We're having too much fun. Why don't I do all the songs? Okay, sounds good. Let's do all, you can do all the songs. <laughs> and, and then we just started recording. Um, uh, but unfortunately, and I think we're going to talk about that, but I'll let you handle the, the timeline here. Well, you uh, can you can bring it up now because it, it is such a big part of your career. The, your, the, your illness, the sort yeah. of the hurdle before it. And, and I mean, let's just put it out there because Honestly, just a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Kelly Lemieux, bassist of um, bassist of Buck Cherry, on the podcast as well. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he had cancer right mm -hmm. before he was going on tour, got diagnosed with it, and you know went through the whole process as you did. And so, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I don't, I didn't mean to uh, disrupt the story, but obviously, cancer fucking disrupted your fucking career at this oh, yeah. exact juncture. So, what happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so we recorded two songs with New Horizon. And then I was actually, so the reason I left Heat, a lot of people think I left Heat because I got sick. And that's not, that's not true. I left Heat because I wanted to try new things in life. I was ready for new challenges. And, and I, I have a startup in Cape Town. My sister lives in Cape Town. Uh, and we find talent in very disadvantaged communities, uh, townships. And, and we, we give them the opportunity to become artists. So, so I was going to work with that. And we were actually on our way to, we, we were moving to Cape Town, me and my family. Uh, but I just got back to Sweden to uh, wait for the visa process uh, to finalize. And then I just started feeling really, really bad. And I, I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't even take a walk with my dog for five minutes without just being exhausted. And I was sleeping all the time. And my wife told me, well, just go get a blood test and see, you know, just to be on What's the safe up? side. Yeah. yeah. And I did. I thought it was COVID. So I thought I because this was when the South African uh, COVID uh, strain was there. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I was on my way to to have a COVID test when they called me and they said, you have to go to the emergency right now. Uh, 
And of course I panicked, uh, got so scared, called my wife. And I thought, I, I, I think I started crying right away. I was like, what the fuck is up? Cause you, 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 yeah, it's of just course, panic. Uh, yeah. and, and I went to the emergency and I was there for a week and they did a bunch of tests on me. And then, uh, I got diagnosed with leukemia March last year. Wow. Um, so, and everything changed everything. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, I thought I had it all figured out. I'm going to do this for a while now. I'm going to live in Cape town. Life's going to be great. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to take a break from being an artist, from singing. And, and then life, I got sick. Life just said, wait a second, we got a different little plan for you right now. And, yeah. or we got some sort of challenge and a hurdle. You're going to have to learn how to, you're going to have to deal with it the way, you know, only you can deal with it. So how did you deal with it? You went through it. I know it's so, uh, that's a very good question, Ryan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but what I did was I realized, realized early that I have to focus on uh, the mental aspect. The doctors will handle the physical aspect. I need to take care of the mental aspect. I need to stay strong and stay as positive as I can through this whole process. Um, and I, I got a lot of strength from people because it was really scary to announce this. I'm, I'm a public person right? and I, I, for a while I thought maybe I can do this without telling anyone. Uh, but you know, I, I can't, I, I couldn't see myself hiding, you know, just, I'm going to lose my hair and I'm going to look different and I'm not going to hide. So I, I decided to, to just be open about it and, yeah. and very transparent through this whole process. And it, I'm so happy that I did. That's that picture is just when I got my bone marrow transplantation. And I wrote that date on the wall because I told myself I'm going to leave the hospital uh, last of August and I'm not going to come back. Uh, and, and I did. Um, wow. so, so I believe in visualization. I believe in and I, I did more of the things that I love doing. So it's so easy that we forget this part in life because yeah, I, I don't really know why. We just take it for granted. But I realized that what makes me happy? Okay, I love singing. So when I was at the hospital, not really sure if I was going to be alive in a year, I told myself that if I make it out of here alive, I will sing for the rest of my life. Because I realized that the, the, the moments that were most valuable to me was being being on tour, of course, being with family, but, but also course. being on tour, being on stage, yeah. being with friends and 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 so i realized that i got so much perspective from from that journey and and that's why i started the youtube channel you know i started singing during my treatments if you look you at started my doing channel, covers right you started doing yeah. a bunch of different songs and just singing for the joy of singing I, I i think i read somewhere also that you you had a don an anonymous donor for your bone yeah. marrow and you gave them you give them a lot of thanks whoever he or she yeah, because because you don't know who it is. Uh, but how do you even express your gratitude to someone who saved your? I, I mean, where do you start? Right. It's it's I, I don't know where to start, but I, I I think that my answer is that I've given us a lot of thought. But and I think it's just I have to make sure that I wake up every day and do something that I love. That I that I you know when I wake up now, 
I, I instantly go, oh, fuck, another day? Really? Another day? <laughs> I I'm get above to be ground. here? Yeah. yeah. And, and like two, three years ago, I based my happiness on if I just go on that vacation or if I just get that house or if I just get that show or if I just get that money, you know. And now it's like just waking up makes me happy. Um, oh, and and it's, it's so, so much... I mean, I, I, I think I have pretty much the same value set as I had before I got sick, but I think they intensified a lot. Um, right. So just waking up and being able to, to do what I want with my time is what I consider is the most important thing in my life. I have well, to there's be no to doubt, Eric, that, no doubt, Eric, that you're that you're on the right path. You were on the right path before your charity work with uh South African in, in Cape Town. Uh, we have a connection there. My wife is uh, South African. Oh, We're really? moving. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and and in fact, maybe a year from now or maybe someday, uh, you know, we'll be down there in South Africa and you guys are more than welcome to visit. Maybe come and move down there. We can start a little band. You never know. Oh, yeah. That lot. sounds great, man. Sounds great. Yeah, it's such a beautiful <laughs> place. I, I love but that place. This, I mean, I didn't realize the timeline of your illness and and, you know, had happened right um, so soon before you got this call with Skid Row, because it seems almost as if you made this decision to deal with it mentally. Like you said, let the mm -hmm. doctors take care of it physically. Uh, thank God everybody did their part and the world sort of worked itself outright. Somehow you were giving this blessing of a call from snake or Rachel, or how did skid row come into your life like that? Cause you've been it's, singing them your entire life. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I wouldn't call myself a religious man, but I'm definitely more spiritual after this journey. <laughs> uh, you know, how do you explain something like this? Because I used to say that everything is random in life. I don't believe that things happen for a reason. I think it's random. Just things happen. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> because <laughs> it was kind of like someone nudged me in the, in, the, in the right direction. No, Eric, you're supposed to be an artist. You're not going to move to Cape Town. We, gotta, we have to give you something so you stay in Sweden. Okay, giving me cancer, that was, that was not very nice. But, you know, I, stay, I stayed <laughs> well in Sweden. Well played, well played, life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got me on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I was stuck in Sweden, and I got the perspective that, okay, I need, to, I need to sing more. And I knew that I wanted to sing as soon as I got better. And I started singing during the treatments uh, on my YouTube channel. If you look at the videos, you can actually see that I get healthier and healthier. Uh, with you see the transformation. Exactly. Um, I and, wasn't and really I, sure. In, yeah, sorry. Were those, were they the guy? were the guys in Skid Row? Did they see you from your YouTube channel? I think they did. But we also, we also opened for Skid Row with Heat in the UK uh, in 2019, I think. Uh, so I know Rachel watched uh, a show and and they used to hear me sing from from backstage uh, and he told himself that he wanted a side project with me someday uh, but we never met we actually you know it's we're the opening act and you just want to do your thing and get out and not disturb the the main act yeah. <laughs> so so but so we never met and uh, but that was uh, and then, and I also think they they watched the the revisited version of 18 Alive I did on my YouTube channel. 
Okay. Okay. And that's the thing. I mean, you're, you're obviously filling the shoes of, you know, a lot of people, they have a little bit of a tunnel vision sort of thing where it's like, if it's not this version, I'm not going to listen to it. And, you know, they had the, the, the band had to go through other singers, Johnny Solinger, Tony Harnell, uh, ZP from, from Dragon Force, you know, until they hit upon, I think the perfect combination in you, because I think you're the one of all those singers, which I'm not talking bad at all about them. They all bring something to the table, but you're the one that makes an, a skid row and should make a skid row fan take the blinders off and say, Hey, I respect what this guy's he's bringing the spirit of the, what skid row should have always been all those years and bringing his spirit, but making his own twist on it too. And that's why I think you're not trying to do something completely different, but you're not trying to uh, copy anybody that's been before you as well. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. I, I think it's very important to point out that I Skid Row has had a lot of different singers, sure. But all the singers have played a part in keeping Skid Row alive. So I just feel very grateful for all the singers, I want to say, because they made it possible for me to step in now and, you know, represent the brand and the band. And it's I, I just think that's a, a privilege. Uh, and I, I'm really grateful uh, for that opportunity. Um, but it's like like you said, when I first heard the new songs that the guy sent me when I joined the band, um, you know, I, I felt like the Skid Row I fell in love with. So I pretty much knew what I wanted to do with the songs when I first heard them. Or a couple of songs that were more challenging but yeah. you know I, I, when i started singing i was really inspired by skid row and, and and a lot of other bands and singers as well but definitely been one of those bands that is, they they've been with me for a long time during my yeah. career and they, been they've been part of they've been part of your evolution i mean they've they've, exactly. they've been your soundtrack for growing up and now you're actually in the band which is a, a complete a mind fuck, but also such a, an amazing, <laughs> such an amazing story. Honestly, Hollywood script writers, if you're watching this right now, so you can uh, check out the Eric Grunewald story. There, there will be a movie uh, made someday about this. I'm pretty sure there will be. But you know what? Uh, to keep things alive, I'm going to go full screen right now and talk a little bit about the podcast and what we're doing as far as um, our commercial break you've been uh checking out eric grunewald from the band skid row we will come back with much more of eric but right now we are here to thank um everybody that's been supporting the roxy all excess pass because alice cooper is going out on tour next week and guess what uh the good people over at brave words have put up this amazing article just now uh, uh, hyping up the all excess pass if you want to check out the all excess pass i'm sure one of our good people in the chat maybe you're part of the all excess group in the chat right now but they'll put up the link and you can go check it out because it's basically everything uh that I can do to give you the closest version of being in on the road with me and the band uh, is from my perspective. You know, there's daily, nightly uh, live streams, uh, after show interviews, uh, backstage stuff all the time. And I don't crowd the Instagram um, 
regular public channel with all this stuff. If you really want to hear all, you know, what it's like for me to wake up in a Marriott somewhere in Ohio, then you can check out and see what the shower looks like. If you uh, go onto our private uh, all access Instagram channel, and that's what you'll get with one of the many things you'll get. So just check it out. RyanRoxy.com on the, uh, Right on the front page, there is a little tab that says All Excess. Check it out, and we will be out on the road with Alice Cooper. Uh, next week, I will be, I'm actually flying tomorrow, but guess what? I'm flying right now because we're going to go back with Mr. Eric Grunewald. And uh, that was your break. That was your bathroom break, Eric. I hope you enjoyed it. Did you, did you take advantage of it? No, I didn't. No, <laughs> I have to go now. Oh shit! Well, hey man, I'm. I heard you like beer, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I you, you did. Yeah, that before. You know how I heard you like beer? Uh, I heard about uh, from one of your uh, things that we like to call hot topics, and that's what we're going to start right now. Hot topics, rock reaction, right now. Again, our good friends at Brave Worlds uh, wrote an article about uh, about many bands that get quite relative get creative lately making a behind the album videos, you know, as a key promotion tool for new album releases. These videos partially get maybe even more attention than the music videos because pull the fans in kind of like the way I'm pulling you into the all access world. Uh, Eric and the guys from Skid Row have made a series. Uh, what do you guys call it? A webisodes? Is that yeah, what the word yeah, exactly. Was? Yeah, I wasn't really sure. Webisodes. Yeah. <laughs> I like exactly. it. Skid Row webisodes yeah. of their latest single, Tear It Down. Now, how I think this is a great idea and another just entrepreneurial thing for a band to do to get the word out there and bring their fans closer and inside look. Um, whose idea was it? How did it come about? And how can people check out more about your uh, webisodes? I'm going to be very honest. I think I, 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 it was probably two months after I joined the band. So everything happened so fast. I didn't really reflect on who came up with the idea or how it, you know, where or when we did it. <laughs> I was just <laughs> following everyone. Uh, but it, it's when I look at those videos, it's so interesting because I feel like I'm sitting, even now when I'm talking about the band, it doesn't feel like I'm the singer of the band. It feels like I'm taking a fan perspective. So when I'm looking at the videos, I'm like, I, I feel like a pretty lost fan just looking at my heroes, <laughs> <laughs> listening to, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Huh. <laughs> I, I learned a lot of things during those webisodes. Uh, the thing but, was, when I played with the original Alice Cooper band, the original lineup, I was mm -hmm. on stage playing Glenn Buxton's parts and I felt that same surrealness about it because it was basically the way I looked at it is that I just had the best seat in the house. And yeah, I got to yeah, see that exactly. original band play all those original Alice Cooper songs the way that only they could do it. Of course, there's, Alice has had a lot of great bands, you know, through the years, kind of like the way Skid Row's had a lot of great singers uh, until you and until me. There was like 20 guitar players, touring guitar players before <laughs> me. But at the same yeah. time, you know, I feel that because of those guitarists and because of those lineups of those bands, it allowed me to be part of this legacy and you're now part of the Skid Row legacy. So exactly. you're just in there soaking all the information in about Skid Row when you're doing yeah, this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was a great experience. I could actually pay money uh, before I was in the band. I would actually pay money just to sit there and listen. Uh, but you're yeah. Like the so ultimate I, radio contest winner. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I think it's a really great, I, people seem to enjoy that. 
I really enjoyed the webisodes. And uh, yeah, I, like I said, when I watch it, it's I, I find it very interesting. But I have another perspective than the rest of the guys because I'm learning all these new things as well. <laughs> well, I remember uh, seeing... I remember seeing just a couple months back, you did a residency, I believe some sort of show with the Scorpions out in uh, Vegas. And yeah. um, it was the first time I'd seen you with the band. It was on YouTube. And when you came in and just sang, and then you're, you're leaning on the stage, you're sitting on the stage, you're, you're touching people, you're you know, high-fiving, you're singing right in their face. And there was a part of me that goes, Shit, Skid Row is officially back. They're officially back. And and honestly, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for years to come because we're always looking for those. Who's going to carry that torch? Who are the headline bands that can carry the torch? And I honestly think adding you to the band, Eric, gives that whole band a fresh new attitude and I, and I and honestly I don't I think the fans will speak uh will, will feel the same way but thanks for doing that and, and that's that's was my first impression was seeing that Vegas show that's so cool man thank you and 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 Vegas was the first show we ever did together we so that was six months after my transplantation so I was trying to there were so many things going on uh in my mind uh and you know, I was first of all when I when they asked me if I wanted to join the band, it was about filling in for a couple of shows, and I asked. I, I just said to Rachel, I need to ask my doctors because I'm not sure if I can do this. That was four or five months after the transplantation, um, and uh, and the doctors told me, well, you can could probably start in March because it takes some time for the immune system to recover, and we have a pandemic out there, so it's not really good for me to get an infection. Um, but Vegas was the first show, uh, first show after my illness. I met the guys the same week as we performed. We rehearsed two times. And, Get the hell uh, out of here. I only saw, you only rehearsed two times from yeah, the time I so, saw that video. So I flew into Vegas on Tuesday. Uh, met the guys for the first time on Tuesday. We, I think we rehearsed Thursday, Friday, had a day off Saturday and played the first show Sunday. And I was just trying to figure out where I was mentally and physically. Uh, if you look at the first show, and I'm, I'm glad I'm pretty ignorant during these big productions and shows because I, I become like an introvert. I just focus on one song at a time. So when I go on stage, Slave to the Grind is the only song that exists. And then the second song. Okay, now I'm just going to focus on that song. So I was trying to figure out where I was physically and mentally. I hadn't been on stage for two years and I was also recovering from, from cancer. Um, so, so the first show, if you look at the first show on YouTube, kind of like running out like I did two years ago or three years ago, uh, the old Eric, when he was fit and ready to take on the world. But you pulled I realized- Rose at the, at the, the, the video music awards when he had, when he hadn't done it for a couple of years and they, and he went up on stage and he just got winded real quick. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I was, I was like, Oh, this is not going to work. So by the third or fourth, fourth song in the set list, I was like, I, I need to chill. I need to really take my time. So if you look at those videos, I'm kind of like walking around, trying to pace myself, trying to find my strength again, just trying to, to manage to sing for four to five minutes. Cause when I started this year, I couldn't sing a whole song because I, I, 
I lost my voice for, because of all the medicine right. and the cortisone, and uh, I couldn't sing a whole song. So when they called me, I was I have to make this happen. If if the doctors say it's okay, I there's no excuses. This is the plan. And I went to my vocal coach. She's also my therapist. Helped me a lot, Sophia Lilia. She helped me a lot during the treatments. Um, and she just okay. There's there's no doubt in my mind that you're gonna make this. You're so gonna, you set you, up a, a a plan. You had you. Had I did. Some... I did. Yeah. The first plan was to perform with New Horizon in June. So that was I I that was manageable. I I I I thought that was a good plan because I had like this was February, so I had March, April, May, and June to recover. Uh, but Skid Row only gave me one month, so I had to to fast forward a bit or or speed up a bit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I set a goal. I'm going to be able to perform for 45 minutes. The set list that we were performing in Vegas when we were opening for Scorpions. And I rehearsed a lot here in this room. And I also had a lot of sessions with my vocal coach. Uh, and, uh, and also, um, tried to, try to start, you know, I was working out, trying to build my body again. I still have a few kilos to, to regain, um, <laughs> But uh, you've always but, yeah, been a yeah. pretty, you've always been a, a pretty fit guy and a pretty thin guy because part of that uh, you have a fascination with martial arts, Aikido, Judo, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. boxing. Yeah. Um, is, has that always been part of your regiment? And when did you get into that? So I started boxing when I was 15, 16, and I've been boxing ever since. Um, so that, that's been a big part of my life. Uh, Aikido, I, I think that's a, a beautiful martial arts. Sorry, I'm just going to make my picture a bit more focused. There we go. Um, I think that's a beautiful martial arts. And it, it helped me a lot during the treatments as well. Because, I mean, you, you, you can practice physical self-defense, but you can also practice mental self-defense. And I think Aikido, especially Aikido, is amazing when it comes to um, so using someone up. else's strength against whether it's mental or physical exactly uh, so in boxing you try to knock someone out I, I think boxing is more like fight fire with fire uh, right. in Aikido it's more okay there's a force coming against me here how can I use this force with minimal effort against uh, use the force to my advantage basically um, so that's what I did when, when, when I got the diagnose and I was processing the whole, yeah, the treatment, mental yeah. and physical treatment. I was like, okay, this is the force coming at me and I, I have to disarm it somehow. I want to understand it. I want to understand it so I can use the force against itself. Of course. In a way. Yeah. It might sound you put, weird. You now, pulled some Aikido, you pulled some fucking Aikido uh Minecraft shit on uh on cancer. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not In sure. You know, I I you find your the, the stuff that works for you, but it it worked for for me. Uh and I also read a lot of, you know, stoicism is amazing. When we're talking about books and philosophy, I read a lot of books and I love stoicism. So, uh the the Greek philosophy uh, and stoic. that helped me a lot. Be, and that's where they were being stoic. 
All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a very that's a that's a Swedish trait though. Stoicism, <laughs> Swedish, you know. I know, uh, yeah. Especially every Philly. Viking ship has some sort of guy in the front, <laughs> like some sort of statue or woman in the front just sailing along. That that is the really Swedish of you, Eric, right there. Yeah, yeah, I like, know, I know. You just know. you opened up a lot of doors because you said, you know, in the books and in, in, in the martial arts. Um, I did want to talk about your book because that's just another sort of thing that you have dove into put energy into and you have a book here in sweden called wagon till freedom which is means <laughs> i know my swedish is horrible eric but you know yeah. what you try it well, out there in the chat you, what would you read wagon till freedom freedom that's pretty uh, good that's pretty va good wagon till freedom there he is it's a little bit better yeah it's, it translated loosely translated road to freedom and you co-wrote yeah, exactly. it with with with, with again not the Apostle Simon, but Simon of Ixtrom. Um, yeah, yeah. Simon, as we would say friends. here in Sweden. And yeah, uh, yes. you and Simon wrote this Road to Freedom. And it, it's actually a cool... I love the... I, I, re I read the foreword to it. It has a lot of philosophy, not just about financial freedom, but also uh, planning for life freedom, uh, living the life yeah. you want to not years ahead but living the life you want right now and how did the yeah. book come about so we we were out touring and doing lectures at high schools talking about starting your own business uh basically and we started talking about that subject and we noticed that a lot of students got inspired by it so if you start your own business you can wake up you can you can do something you love and wake up every day and do what you want with your time so we started talking about that um and and started this philosophy, the the freedom, the freedom philosophy, and um, and it's basically there are so many people out there waking up on Mondays, hating Mondays because they don't like going to 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 work, and and you know they look forward to the weekend, and you know we we want to somehow inspire people to wake up every day and. So when, when think about time, if we talk about time here, I think the most decision, the most important decision you will make in your life is how you spend your time because time is more valuable than anything. Uh, it's a very scarce resource. So how you spend your time is one of the most important decisions of your life. And I always convert everything uh, into time. So let's, let's say I wanna take a loan to buy a house. Um, I'm not sure what the market is like in the States, but let's say $500,000. Most people don't realize that the actual cost for that house isn't $500,000. It's your time, eight to five, Monday to Friday on a job that you may not even like. Mm, um, you know? So if you convert everything to time, um, you know, all the expenses. So it's also about controlling your expenses and living yeah. within your means. So, so just... Um, did you ever uh, read the did, did you ever read the book uh, Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss? Just a little bit. Just a little okay. bit. Because it has uh, a yeah. has a little some of those philosophies out there of how to save time, how to and that book really influenced me in the early two thousands, you know, two thousand I think I wrote it read it around two thousand seven, somewhere around there. And it really helped me plan out things of how to save time. So this has sort of sort of the same approach. And I, I've yeah. always said you know, it's always cliches and stuff, but do what you love, love what you do, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. apply, uh, you know, 
work a job that doesn't feel like a job. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it is all those, th- those types of cliches exactly. are really, you know, do anything like you do everything. Because if yeah. you do anything, you know, constantly good, then everything becomes constantly good. I mean, all those, all those sort of football cliches, prep rally talks, exactly. they do work though. And, and I'm telling you, um, your book, is it, is there, uh, plans for it to be released in English or, or is it right now only in Swedish and just, who can get it? Yeah. Just in Swedish, uh, now, uh, we might translate it later. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just released a month ago. Uh, so we'll see if people like it here and, and then we we'll, might, we might translate it if we get a good uh, response from people, but it's, it's basically the tagline for, for the lecture was how to create a life you don't need a vacation from. Um, there you go. And, and there, there's a quote that I really love that most people buy things they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't even like. <laughs> That's perfect. And it's That's so perfect. true. So, so it's, it has a lot of, we're talking about freedom, how to uh, create passive income, how to wake up every day doing something you love. And, and to, yeah, just, uh, there's a lot of philosophy, some financial, uh, advice and yeah, that's the book. Well, there you go. There's just another sort of venture, another little sort of avenue that you can go check out. Uh, Eric, if you want to check out his music, now you can check out his books as well. And, uh, maybe even go online and check out him doing, uh, some martial arts, but it's not just all about Eric. It's also about our supporters and fans that, uh, watch the podcast every single week and sort of promote the RGA, which is the Roxy guitar army. If this is your first time watching the show, uh, make sure you hit that like button and that uh, subscribe button. So it helps us with the algorithm right now, because every single week, we try to point someone out that has done a uh, exceptional, extraordinary job at promoting this broadcast or this week's show or just uh, the Roxy world in general. And this week's fan of the week is Vic. Who is it? There you go. It's Tamara Chastain. And I'm, I'm sure you know Tamara. She's from Sweden. She's from, uh, you know, and I'm sure she's been, if you look at that picture, you've probably seen her at a show or two. That's Tamara. And she's been a big supporter of all things uh, Roxy. And of course, now all things Eric and Skid Row. And she's been a big rock fan. And she is our fan of the week this week, as well as we have two people backstage uh, that I have to take a shout out to Camilla and Kitty. How are you guys doing? Give me a thumbs up in there. I can see you guys. They are all accessors that uh, were invited backstage. That uh, oh okay you know, that's cool. Yeah. So so they're watching the show from the backstage, but everybody here that's in the pit we call it or the uh, the live chat, you're all uh, welcome to to promote this show. Uh, long after we're done doing it live, we do it on the rebroadcast, of course. And um, yeah, because when the the fans are the ones that actually keep things going, as you know, they keep our bands going, they keep our music going, and every once in a while. Uh, we let the people speak, Vic. So why don't we have the people speak? What? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
That's how you know we're live. That's how you know we're live. Well, let the people speak is, uh, Eric, is when uh, we put out a question. A lot of people responded with answers of questions they wanted to ask you. Um, okay. And there was, and, and I couldn't pick everybody, but I could pick a few. Uh, some great ones. A Raiders fan. There you go. Raiders. Uh, NFL starts. I'm not sure. Are you into NFL, Eric? Are you into any of that stuff? Not much. No, okay. no. I'm the guys in Skid Row will get you into it. I'm sure Rachel, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. he'll turn you into a Tennessee Titans fan. Don't buy it. Come, or, oh, okay. come to the dark okay. side. Yeah. Come to the dark yeah. side. Las Vegas Raiders. You, you already yeah. did a good gig in Las Vegas. You'll be fine. Yeah. So these are actual questions from actual viewers. And uh, thank you very much for being a part of it as well. All the people that uh, supported and asked questions. I'm sorry I couldn't uh, post them all up. But our first question is from at thirteen. With all the hit songs you have to play in Skid Row, uh, what is one of the deeper cuts you most enjoy performing? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, uh, 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 now we play, let's see. I need to, I need to, I just need to rem remember the set list here. Um, <laughs> and you're going through the set in your mind. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Song song. We've been playing a lot from the first album, The Slave to the Grind. Um, uh, 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 I would say, well, I, I I think living on a chain gang. Can I say that song? Um, yeah, that's that's a deep cut for me. I didn't I didn't I don't remember that being like you know played on every single karaoke. Yeah, I don't bar. think so either. But it's it's a really cool song, and I love singing it. It's it's pretty challenging sometimes, but it's <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a great song. I I would love to play something from Thick Skin, um, and we talked about adding some of the songs to the set list. Um, I think See You Around is such a great song. Um, yeah. yeah, so that would be cool. So you are into the deeper cuts, yeah, because you lived it. You lived it. Our next question, from actually, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Ron. I'm just gonna say that I, I, I discovered a lot of new songs as well when I joined the band because I'm listening to the whole catalog now. So I've rediscovered some and, and discovered some for the just listened to them for the first time, and it's, it's really cool. It's a great catalog, so a lot of good songs go. to, to choose from. Yeah, sorry. We're going to move on to Ed Dino underscore McCord. He asks, what is your advice for a young band trying to make it in music? Uh, hard work. <laughs> hard work. Uh, I would say um, try to master the art of producing. Uh, so you don't always need a, a big budget to produce or, or, or uh, to record your, new, your, your music and to, to release it. Um, I, I think there's a lot of freedom in being able to produce your own music and also write your own music. Um, so, cause I work with bands that require a big budget in order to get the music out there. And it's, you know, sometimes it's hard to negotiate with the labels and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on where you are in your career, obviously, but if you're starting out, you will not, you should not expect a big budget from a label. Um, well, it looks like so, you took your own advice because you recorded your own vocals in that very room for eight of the tracks of the new uh, Skid Row record, right? It, it's never too late to learn. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And and I know Heat, uh, my former band, Heat, we, Jonah and and Dave, are, started producing most of our, our um, uh, albums uh, a couple of years back. And it's there's just so much freedom in that. So hard work. Rehearse a lot, uh, listen to a lot of different kinds of music, and master the art of producing and writing your own music. 
producing is the one that's always been my sort of nemesis, my Achilles heel. I'm, I'm like, a, I'm a master of garage band, but the, like the, to make that next step over to, you know, Pro yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I stuff. know. Yeah. But then yeah, again, if you can, the, all the tools are there in garage band for me to make one hell of a demo. Then I give it to someone that really knows what they're doing with, with to get it. But the, maybe my, my sort of superpower is at the end of the day, I know what sounds kind of good. I, I, I know exactly. what I, once I, once someone dials it up, I go, Oh, that's the sound that I like, but how to get to that sound has always been sort of a nemesis of mine. Yeah, 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 same here. I just started recording my own acoustic guitars here, so I'm 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 learning. But uh, yeah, so I, I I managed to to release acoustic versions, but <laughs> working compression and you know yeah. you the art of, of of a compressor and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. Shit. All right, you're gonna get me on the producer chain, and I'm gonna try and I'll dive back in. I'm gonna graduate somewhere past garage band one of these days folks one of our uh, last questions that we have and again I, i'm sorry i couldn't answer them all but uh we are a little bit limited on time but at kitty oats asked and she's backstage this is your question if you weren't in the music industry what would you be doing yeah i would probably be a police officer <laughs> there you go <laughs> that, that was one of the arresting had, people but... on skid row probably yeah no, but exactly. we, we... yeah now, i'm not really sure but that was one of the the dreams i had when i was a kid to become a police officer or become a um, or a pilot um uh, but yeah such a good question you know it's all <laughs> it's been all about music for me since i was in high school i just decided that i was going to be become an artist um, and ever since you're you were faced with the illness and and forging through it, you kind of dedicated yourself to singing because that's what truly makes you happy. And you've been doing it every single day, nonstop since. Yeah, I can't stop. I, I mean, I wake up and I feel, you know, I, I got back from tour a couple of weeks ago, and I just lay down and I'm like, I'm gonna now I'm just gonna relax. And it took me an hour, and I was like, I'm bored. I need to record. So I went in here and started recording covers. So I, yeah, it just it's just <laughs> I just really love it. So, um, well, yeah. you know, speaking of songs and you, the part of your advice was for people to listen to a lot of different types of music. It brings us Vic to our hot topic and that's H A W T with umlauts over the A and topics over and umlauts over the O hot topics, rock reaction Two is what is the album? And it came from us with the good people of Loudwire. Um, again, Loudwire wrote an article that said, what's the album that you consider a masterpiece, but perhaps it's underrated? Because you've listened to a lot of music now. Do you have an album out there that, uh, you know, you might think, hey, man, this is one of those uncut, uh, unpolished gems? I would say one album I was listening to a lot in high school was a live album by John Fogarty, Premonition. And you don't see that one on that many lists. Uh, so I just, it's a great album, great live album. And John Fogarty is probably, I, I, I think it's safe to say that he's a bit underrated as a rock singer uh in a way because you never see him on any of the top rock singers list or like the best but he rock is of all time. yeah but when he's you hear so him good. sing he's got the grit he's got the tone. oh yeah yeah and, oh yeah i mean if you're living and, in the united states it's john fogarty 
But oh. you know, we're, we got oh. this Fogarty. It's like, you know, oh. green wall, growing oh, wall. Green. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm Swedish and I'm stupid. Yeah, no. okay. So Maybe got... it is Fogarty. I never had him on the podcast. If, if, I, oh. if I can get him, I will. But okay. I'm going to Google it after after the show. We'll figure it out. There's a whole yeah. thing about pronunciation of names that I'm going through right now. In fact, yeah. I might as well just mention that because honestly, folks, next week, next week, when we have uh, our In the Trenches episode, we have, oh, let yeah. me get this name right, uh, Elisa White Gloves. Yes, I think I nailed it. Elisa That's White how Gloves. I would pronounce it. Yeah. From the band Arch Enemy. I actually went online to get the right pronunciation <laughs> from one of her interviews and... Marilyn Crucifer, who is a former fan of the week, I texted her and I said, how does Elisa say your name? Because I said Alyssa at first. And he goes, no, it's Elisa. So there you go. Oh, okay. I, I, I got it double. Okay. One from Elisa yeah. and then two from Marilyn. So Elisa White Glutz is uh, going to be our guest next week and co-hosted by Kane Roberts. What do you think about that? It's going to be great. Um, but that is just now now part of our, you know, getting the getting our pronunciations together straight but now it's all about you eric and how to get in contact with you because people that have been watching the broadcast um whole episode thank you so much for doing so thank you for hanging in the trenches with us um this is your best way to get in touch with eric uh why don't you tell them for those of the listening at home or on the audio broadcast the best sort of social media platforms to find you so Instagram, Eric Rommel on Instagram. You got Facebook. I actually just uh, um, started a, a Cameo account as well <laughs> and, ah. and the YouTube channel. Uh, but there's a lot. There, I just want to say that there's so many fake accounts out there. So make sure that you go to these. Exactly. The ones you see here. The one Eric with the Rommel blue tick. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I mostly I, I think I'm most active on, on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Um, so, and I release covers, I tried to, to release a new cover at least once a month. Um, but, and I also have a vlog where I, uh, do a lot of videos from tour and yeah, just weekly videos. Um, yeah, that's and of course Skid it's Skid Row. Row. You can yeah. check out all of Skid Rows and they, they've got a bunch of blue ticks over there at official Skid Row, uh, on Instagram, Skid Row, Facebook, and at official Skid Row on the old, uh, Twitter. And of course, just Skid Row on YouTube. So what is your favorite um, platform that you mostly uh, communicate with people with? Uh, I would say Instagram. But I, I, I really enjoy YouTube now because I activated memberships on YouTube. So you can become a member and get special perks. And it's such a great community. We're having a great time there. Uh, and that's where I release the vlogs and, you know, I do live streams and we status. It sounds a lot like the all access thing that I'm doing. Exactly. Over. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing. And it's, just, it's, the same thing. it's just more like maybe content that not everybody would want to have, but now they get it in droves and, and they get overabundance of it at one point. So perhaps, uh, do you have a group? Uh, do you call, I call mine, my, my, uh, our team, the RGA, the Roxy guitar army. Do you have a Eric Grunval army or what do you, what do you call it? The Academy. Eric Grunval power crew. Power crew. Power because, because when I was, my dad always used to tell me when I was playing hockey, when I was a kid, I was, I was, a I was a very tiny guy. Um, uh, so he used to tell me that you got grown wall power. Remember that you have grown wall <laughs> power. 
And I was like, okay, what is this thing called Grongo Power? <laughs> and, well, you're and, showing yeah. the world that in Skid Row. I love well, it. Well, yeah, maybe. You know, it's just, it's been with me my whole life. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's real, but placebo is, is scientifically proven. So maybe, you know, maybe it works. <laughs> and I see that you had a bunch of merch on there as well. So is that at the, is that all available at the uh, website? Yeah. Yeah. You can find it on the website and also under each video on YouTube. Um, if you want to look good. <laughs> so it's the power crew. Or yeah, the all exactly. Yeah, the, the, the Grunwald Power Crew. Yeah. The Grunwald Power Crew or the Roxy Guitar Army. You can be a part of both, folks. It's completely fine. Or you exactly. can actually just support 69 Eyes, which I'm doing right now. Because uh, I don't great. know if you know those guys from Finland, but, uh, you know, shout out to Yerke yeah. and the whole boys from 69 Eyes. <laughs> Our neighbors. Yeah, of course. Um, have you been able to tour? you're actually in the band of your dreams so i was gonna say have you ever been able to tour with any of the uh of the bands that you grew up listening to and are, are sort of the posters on your wall um besides being in that band now skid row are there some are there some other bands that you've been able to meet and tour with over the years that have been like you had to pinch yourself yeah i think the first i we we opened for scorpions with heat uh, in 2014 i think in europe and now I did it with Skid Row again. And it's, it's yeah, that's 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 pretty insane. Uh, there's been a lot, you know, if, I need to write things down because I, I so easily forget. <laughs> but, I, you know, you do. You've been you, through a lot, Eric. And it, you've been through a lot these last couple of years. And, and if you're just joining us now on the podcast, oh, you've got to go is. back and the history. There's, yeah. a, there's a historical guy. And look at you. Yeah. Wait, is that are you doing a, a really good impression of Justin Bieber right there? Look at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, probably. Or is it Machine Gun Kelly and yeah. Justin Bieber if they morphed in one of those things and they just became Grunewald Power? It's I don't just, know, man. I don't yeah. know. It's a, it's a, some some kind of ultimate pleasure having you on the podcast eric and you know what we've got to put plans in motion to get uh skid row and alice cooper out there on the cool. you yeah. use your Greenwall power i'll use my roxy guitar army and uh oh wow then you can even have vic there vic Chalfant, yeah. the producer the take legendary all producer well yeah that's awesome he is, a, he, he is a photo producer i don't know if yeah. you'd want vic Chalfant to produce your record but he will produce some <laughs> hell great photos. I'll tell you that much right there. Oh, I love oh, it. man. Yeah. Well, usually I, I say, you know, we'll end the podcast uh, with basically, you know, you giving some words of, 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 of advice or inspiration. But that's been the whole entire podcast, Eric. So I think I'm going to just, you know, leave it down to that million-dollar question that maybe everybody has been waiting to hear. Um have you gotten any sort of response or sort of email or any sort of feedback at all from the original singer of Skid Row? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. Fucking radio uh, silence, huh? Yeah, radio. Nothing. Look at that. Come on, yeah. man. Give some credit where credit's due. I feel that you're carrying the torch. You're carrying the legacy. And honestly, dude, <laughs> I'm wishing you the best of luck, uh, to, to go out there and, uh, continue to kick ass with skid row and all the other projects that you got going on thank you very much thank you so much for having me it's been it's been a pleasure what a great way to spend a friday night um, no, i love it man thanks ryan gonna... i really appreciate it
Well, enjoy your uh, Swedish uh, Freya dog at night. Is it fri Friday night movie night? Is that what it's like for you and the family? Yeah, tonight? taco night, you know, tacos. Oh, okay. It's taco night. Thing. All right. I it's love not it. really a Swedish thing, but eating tacos on Friday is the Swedish thing. It kind of is. It kind of and, and a movie. Is. And you're gonna watch yeah. a movie on SVT one or SVT two, and it's gonna be the same exactly. movie you've probably seen 38 times. <laughs> no, but we all got streaming yeah. something. I gotta go pack for the road. I'm gonna be out there with Alice Cooper in the next couple of weeks. And again, don't forget next week, Elisa White Glutz from Arch Enemy will be our guest with co-host Mr. Kane Roberts. And you never know what can happen after that. But uh, we've had Mr. Eric Grunval uh, from Skid Row uh, on the show, on the podcast. And you guys have been here supporting it the whole time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Eric. Thanks, um, guys. I will Thank leave you, so you with three words of my philosophy that sort of coincide with you. Um, until next week, everybody, I'm Ryan Roxy. Enjoy the ride. See you. Trenches with Ryan Roxy.